Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kierker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. A heartbreaker for the Blues last night in Edmonton. 2-1 as the final goal, the winning goal, was scored with literally a tenth of a second left in the game. Colorado wins it by a score of 2-1. to one. The voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joins us now, as he does every Monday morning in the Blues booth on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? Morning, Randy. Doing good. How are you? Good. I want to start with this. Your family tried uh, and uh, successfully uh, was able to complete a character carrot cake over the weekend. Have you <laughs> have you had the opportunity to dig in yet? Okay, so we uh, we did. Uh, we dug in on. Was, excuse me. There, it was on Sunday night, and uh, it, it was good. Now, now I didn't do. You know, you have a trigger. I didn't do it on a trigger. Mm-hmm. I did it on my Weber kettle, right? So I, you know, heated up that lump charcoal to about. 300 to 350 i put in some hickory chips on it so it it, it, it was not in the class uh, of years yet but i think it was a good start uh, and i think by using the hickory chunks i mean this, this thing definitely it was like a hickory flavored carrot cake it was it was different but it was a hit so uh, they liked it i like to hear that oh i love that carrot cake curbs i mean that is a weapon that you now do you, have do you want that for your birthday cake me? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Why not? Unless you have something else up your sleeve. Uh, you know I do. Okay. Well, here's the thing. It's, it, I mean, it, it wasn't hard at all to make. I mean, it, the instructions, the recipe that Randy provided online was fantastic. Um, it, it just comes down to how you do it. You know, like, like for me, putting in, uh, you, you've got to, when you, when you cook and try to slow cook stuff and smoke things in your Weber kettle, you've got to get it right. You've got to get it maintained at a temperature, and then you've got to get the right amount of chips in there. To me, that, that's the fun challenge of it. Curb, speaking of getting it right, it seems like the NHL officiating last night took a long time trying to get that final call right. Last second goal by the Avalanche uh, to take the victory over the Blues. What did you make of the call last night? I, I actually think that, frankly, in the first two days of, of the, the return to play, I, I think the NHL officiating has been something that needs some serious look once again. Uh, I, I don't know if look. I, it's not all on them. I think. I think part of it is when you get back to meaningful games right away. You know, players are probably still in some bad habits, so we're seeing a lot of lazy penalties. We're seeing a lot of stick fouls. But I got to tell you, when, when you've got these games that matter, and and as ticky tack as they were, uh, it, it was it was mind blowing to me last night. The tripping call on Belmar, you know, for example, I, that would. Two players just ran into each other and got their feet tangled up. That wasn't a trip, you know, and, and the Blues, you know, didn't take advantage of that. Now, in this case, a really, really light call on Steen, and, and Colorado took advantage of it. So I guess if you're the players, you better adjust to it, and you better get those sticks down on the ice because, and I don't know if it was a message from Stephen Walcom or what, but, I, I mean, just the standard is one that is making anybody watching these games call, you know, just say uncle already. So, um uh, yeah, they they weren't good, 
uh, but the Blues weren't good either in the first part of the game. Jordan Bennington was outstanding. I really thought as that game went on, though, the Blues started to get their game going. Uh, even Jared Bednar said after the game that, you know, they were the better team in the first. Blues were the better team in the second. And then the third was just a heck of a battle. Yeah, and that's what you like to see in really their their first real game curbs when you can get to that point in that third period. And the the Blues, I thought from the first period on, did outplay Colorado. And I think Colorado is going to be the toughest opponent they'll see in the playoffs. If I think the other, if you're going to rate the 15 other teams other than the Blues, I would have Colorado at number one. So to play those last period two periods like that to me is a real encouraging sign. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, if you look back at the regular season, too, I think, I think you find out that I think five on five, the Blues really, for the most part, uh, over five games now, have been the better teams. It's, it's been power plays that have really bit them in the butt against Colorado. So they've got to find a way to stay out of the box. Now, that's, that's easier said than done. I mean, Nathan McKinnon is just fast. Uh, Ranton is big. There, there's, there's some challenges in doing that. And sometimes sometimes you just have to take a penalty to save a chance. But uh yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think there was some, some things to be pretty encouraged about. I'm always curious when, when you see a power play that scores on the first one and it doesn't look the same the rest of the night. That's, that, that over, over the years, man, that has always made me scratch my head. But um, uh, I, I think, you know, I, all in all, I, I think the thing that excites you the most is, was how good Jordan Bennington has been. You know, and even though Chicago scored a couple of goals on him in the half game that he played against them, the thing that impressed me was he was ready and good through traffic. So, I mean, he was sharp last night with a lot of big bodies in front of him. Curbs, what's been your evaluation of what you've seen out of Vladimir Tarasenko so far in his return? Uh, I think he looks like a player that has not played games against opponents since October 24th. Uh, you know, I, he had a few shots, a couple on the power play in the exhibition game. Um, I, I didn't think that there was much to his game last night. Um, you, you know, I, I don't think there was enough touches of the puck. I, I got to be honest with you guys. I don't know about you, but I really don't like him on the left side on the power play. I, that, that power play just seems to stall with him there. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I think he's more of a threat on the right side where he walks off that wall. Plus with it being on, you know, the right side for him. I mean, with him being on the right side, he can pass a puck to Colton Pareko who's then in position being a right-handed shot to, to shoot the one-timer. I, I just, I just think that, I, I just think that there's uh it's better for him on that side. You, you have to do, I, I do think, I do think we have to keep in mind as much as he skated, as much as he worked out as good a shape as he came into camp in, it, it's still going to take a, a skilled player like that a, a little more time to get back at it. I mean, that's only his second game since the middle of October and it's going to take a little bit of time and they're just going to have to start feeding him the puck to shoot it so he can start feeling it. And Curbs, I think you make a great point there. When you look at Ovechkin and he is on the left side as a right-handed shot, even though they take their different approaches because Ovechkin has the one-timer, but you look at the way that Washington sets things up with him on that left dot. If you can have Vladdy in that right circle, I think it does really, it benefits everybody. Well, I mean, look at the power play goal that the Blues scored last night, Randy. Okay, it's a one-timer from David Perron, okay, a right-handed shot, and, and he's in the left circle. Mm-hmm. So your body is there. You, you can just receive the pass better. It, it, that extra, you just don't see. You need to shoot the puck so much faster. Goalies are so quick. Defensemen are so good getting their sticks in the lane. 
you know, that I think that extra time to be able to catch it and then have to fire it. I mean, yeah, look, he's got a shot that's going to beat some guys more times than not. But I, I just don't think it's as successful as when he can shoot it quicker or when somebody's on the other side. So, I, you know, I, I think they've got to figure out that unit. There was one time last night where they started that unit. Uh, and I think Craig Berube wanted to give them a little you know, candy there and say, all right, get out there. They lasted 45 seconds. They didn't create much of a chance. And then they, the top unit came in. And I think one thing you're definitely going to see, if Craig Berube does not change up power play units, ooh, is there going to be some competition for some ice time? Yeah. Like, if you're that top unit and you're going, okay, our best goal scorer is on the second unit. Okay, guys, we're going to fire it and shoot it. Because if we fire it and shoot it and we score more goals, they're going to keep putting us out here. If not, they're going to put them out there, and then we're on the bench. And, and I, I think that could actually be a healthy thing. Hey, Curbs, one more thing from me. Uh, I could kind of feel that penalty coming that uh, when Steen went into the box, the Blues just couldn't get the puck and get the puck out of the zone. And to me, that is a credit to Colorado. I know it, the, you hope that the Blues can make a play, but Colorado kind of played like the Blues do in that uh, sequence there leading up to the Steen penalty. Yeah, you know what? They've got defensemen that are willing to move up and hold it in. Uh, if you don't make a really good, clean play, that is a very good hockey team like the Blues are, and, and they can hem you in. And then that's what, when Colorado couldn't clear the puck, that's when the Blues looked at their best. When the Blues couldn't clear it, that's when Colorado does. And you either pick it out of your net or you go to the penalty box. And that's exactly what happened. There. Yeah, you're right, Randy. You know, sometimes we got to make sure to give credit to the other team who's got NHL players trying to win on the other side. And and it was it was a fun, fun game to watch. And And you know what? I think, like, if you were to play those guys again and that, that were to happen in the, uh, you know, like in an actual playoff round, holy smokes, I think the physicality would, would increase even that much more. Yeah, I'm with you. That, uh, 79 hits last night in essentially the first game. Pretty remarkable. Curbs, always great to have you with us. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you later in the week and hear from you Thursday night with the Blues and the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, guys. Have an awesome start to your week. You too, Curbs. Thank you.